0: APU American Public University is proud to present Online Teaching Lounge. This is episode number 81 Discussion Basics for Online Education. Discussions, discussion forums, they're called a lot of things, but basically these are the places in the online classroom where students and faculty, peer to peer, peer to self, peer to content, peer to faculty. This is where everyone is going to speak about the content and interact. This is the main conversation space. Forum discussions can be used as a place for a pure discussion. Basically, it's about the academic content. It could be a place where you have students place their graded work, or rather they're going to put it there and have something like a peer review, or they're going to post a blog and it's going to be graded. They could be assignments posted to share and discuss before they're due. They could be a draft for peer review. They could be assignments shared after the fact just to share, say it's a PowerPoint presentation and talk about concepts together. It could be a space where students teach each other. Whatever it is, forum discussions, in my opinion, are an optimal thing to really engage formative assessment strategies, help students through learning, and also get them really engaged in the class. Franklin D. Roosevelt said that if a civilization is to survive, we must cultivate the science of human relationships. This is a great place to do it. So there are different places in the typical online classroom for these other elements. There's usually, in a learning management system, there is an assignment space to submit essays and blogs and things like that. There are also other tools in certain learning management systems where you can have students write a journal and submit it privately. So for that reason, today I'm going to discuss only conversational elements of discussion forums. I'm going to give you a few strategies, some tips you can use, some best practices, some based on research, some based on experience and observation. Now, why should you care about the discussion area? First of all, every learning management system comes with a space for conversations. Many of them, and some of the older models especially, called them a forum. And a forum is basically a space where conversations can occur. Now, if you change that name to discussions, it makes it even more specific to what you're hoping to achieve in that space. A discussion is back and forth. It isn't one person setting everyone else straight. And it's an opportunity for varying levels of engagement and participation in that discussion. This is a great space where students can have some formative practice with learning the material that you're teaching. It's also a place where they can have guided practice which anyone new to the subject area is going to need to develop their thinking, to develop their descriptive abilities for terms that are going to be used, to develop their analytical abilities, and so forth. So they're the best locations where students can try on new ideas, try on new terms and concepts, and write about them to further develop and adjust their thinking. Now, you should care about discussion forums, not only because there's a space to do them in an online class, but more because when you have students learning from you and from the content, you definitely want to see the results of the learning. One of the best things we can do as educators is see the end result and determine if our strategies are working. The discussion is a space where we can help nudge people in the right direction, help them explore those ideas more fully and learn from each other and us as the teacher so that we can get them to a place where they're ready to do more. The discussion could be excellent preparation for an assignment. For example, if you had an essay you wanted a student to do to write about their understanding on a particular subject, that discussion the previous week could have been focused on the topic to explore ideas, test them out, apply them in a soft way. Then the following week, if the student writes the essay, they're going to be prepared because they had a chance to talk through their ideas. General purposes of a discussion space is definitely to foster this connection between people and give people a space to check in, converse. Most online classes are asynchronous in many universities, which means that a student goes in, participates, does their work and leaves, and then you as the faculty member might be in that classroom at a different time. If your courses are actually synchronous, meaning that they're taking place in real time, then maybe a discussion is just a space where you might have a little follow-up conversation to whatever happens in that live space. And in that kind of situation, it makes sense that maybe the faculty member is checking on the discussion and facilitating it, but less active. When there's an asynchronous situation where students are to guide themselves through the learning material, through the lesson content, Definitely a more active role for the faculty member or teacher is super helpful to help the students stay on track. In an online class, forum discussions can serve as this space where students have a voice for initial comments. Every single student has a voice. Now, if you think about your typical university lecture class, you might have one faculty member at the front of the room, lots and lots of students, especially if it's a general education class. You might have 300 students in there. Unless you give the students time to talk to each other during part of that class to discuss the ideas, many times students really don't have a voice at all during the class. There's this learning cycle where we take in information, we think about it, we talk about it, we write about it, and eventually we've formed our understanding of the content. Simply hearing it doesn't really help us to change our ideas, be transformed by them, or really deeply learn things. So in the forum discussion, unlike the live lecture class, you've got this opportunity for students to really have their own voice, have a choice about what they contribute to the dialogue. It's a super huge benefit of online education and something that makes online learning unique and very special when you compare it to the live class with very little participation. Now, if you're a more active instructor and in your live classes, you tend to engage people a lot. Maybe that's normal and usual for you. I tend to do that as a strategy because of my background, but not everyone sees teaching that way. So this is the opportunity for a totally different experience that students going to have. On the flip side, there are students who don't want to participate in the discussion. They want to show up, They want to get the very minimum of what they need to do in that online class or that live class, whatever kind it is. They want to get a grade and move on. Maybe for these students, that class is not a subject they particularly like. They don't really want to learn it. They're busy working and this is a part-time thing going to school. For whatever reason, there are many students who just want to move as quickly through as possible, but I want everyone out there to know there are also people who deeply want to learn the content. Many, in fact. It might surprise you how many students really do care and want to really understand what you're teaching. So this is the chance that they can contribute their ideas and they can engage with other people and they can get new insights and have a lot of different experiences. So caring about this matters. Because whatever attitude or perception or belief that you bring to the experience as the faculty member or the teacher, that predisposed disposition, (laughs) that's a little redundant, but your disposition about forum discussions is going to greatly influence the student's experience. It doesn't really matter how the discussion is set up, what it's prepared to do, If you are against doing discussions online, it's gonna be very difficult to utilize these to their full potential. Now, if you really like to engage with students, love to hear what they have to say, and love to challenge them and prompt them to think more deeply and share your insights, experience, and questions with them, then a forum discussion might come more naturally. So one of the ways to be most successful setting these up in your own attitude and thinking is consider what you view the value of education. Kind of the core philosophy of what you're doing. What do you hope to accomplish by being a teacher? Big picture. Do you hope to change people's assumptions? Do you hope to open doors for them so they can move in new directions? Do you hope to help them transform themselves as individuals? Are you trying to promote social change? There are a lot of different roles that education can serve, and whatever your belief is about it, chances are you're going to find something you can really bring into that discussion in a way that's going to be uniquely you and also make a difference and really have somewhere to go with it. So the problem of online education is the lack of face-to-face, especially in asynchronous classes that don't meet all at one time. In a synchronous class, you're still kind of held back by this digital interface, but even then you're seeing people and you're hearing them in real time. So the problem of teaching online is partially overcome through that discussion where we start to get to know each other and we start to dive into ideas. Now, why does that matter? If you have a disengaged student or you have a lack of connection, it's very difficult to feel like moving forward with the content. Many times people need that connection to feel like they're part of a school, part of a class, engaged in learning, moving forward on something. Now, it's going to matter to you long term to learn how to develop discussions because these can serve you incredibly well. And very soon in the online teaching Side of things, your interest in online teaching will increase if you will engage more fully in those discussions. So you can actually derive your own purpose and meaning of education and why you are a teacher from the way you participate and the way you approach your students' participation. It can matter to your students deeply in the future because they need to connect to the concept to learn it and to move through whatever the purpose of your class is. Now, I have had a variety of discussions. Some of them are teacher-led forum discussions. Some of them are student-led. There have been some I've engaged in with courses I've taught online that have been group discussions where maybe there were five or six people in the group and they were discussing or planning a project or something like that. There are a lot of different ways to set this up. And so I don't propose that there is only one right way but I would say that there are definitely some guidelines that will help you be successful establishing solid discussion forums in your online teaching. The first one is to determine how many discussions you wanna have and what is gonna overload the student. There is no real perfect answer to how many discussions are optimal during an online class. If you consider how long the class is, For example, if it is a 14, 15, or 16 week class, it would make sense to have one discussion per week. That keeps it manageable and it helps students to stay focused on the topic during the week it's happening. If you have a shorter class, maybe you have a four, five, or eight week class, this could be a little bit more difficult. It might cause you to think, wow, you've got to cover a lot of topics in those discussions. And it might lead you to want to have many discussions going on at one time. So you can either have two separate conversation spaces, so two entirely different forum discussions, if you need more than one, or you can have one discussion with the option to choose from many topics that you offer. Again, if you approach forum discussions as a space to practice the ideas and to really manipulate them in order to understand them, then it does not require every student to discuss every topic every week. Options on those topics can be very helpful. Also, you're gonna need participation requirements. So telling your students how often or how many times they should engage at a minimum for whatever you're going to expect. And again, think about the topic. Will it require them to come back many times? Will it require them to give each other feedback? Will they need to come back a different day to do the feedback? Whatever your desire is, be specific about how many times, how often during the week, and should they have a day when their initial post is due and a different day when their peer replies are due. There's often this idea that students are going to put an initial post in there of their ideas, and they're going to go back and respond to the ideas of their classmates. During this whole process, of course, You can also put some initial posts to guide them. You can reply to the students just as the peers would reply and converse just like you might in a live discussion. There are some other ideas like threaded forums where you post that initial prompt and everyone responds along one single thread. They can be difficult to manage. They can also be interesting to see how the class unfolds along the idea. There are a lot of benefits to using what we call a threaded discussion. There are also a lot of benefits to posting these separate discussions, as individual posts students have. Whatever kind you want it to be, you want to tell students how it will unfold, how they should engage, how often. As you design the forum prompt that you put there, telling students what they should write about or talk about, you want some different statements that will guide the content about what students are going to discuss. What qualities should the initial post include? How long should it be? How timely should it be? What are the directions you're gonna include for sharing content and source materials? Will students need to refer to a source that they may have used in the forum discussion? If so, can they give you a link? Can they simply mention it? Do they need to give you an actual formatted citation in MLA, Chicago, Turabian, or APA style? Whatever those different details are, be specific with each forum that you post. And yes, I do advocate being repetitive on that part, including every week what the posting guidelines are and keeping them fairly consistent can help students to engage better. If you want your students to post in the normal font that appears, just remind them of that. You can also suggest that they use the spell check or grammar check If you do use word counts for your forums and if your learning management system does not give you a way to naturally do that, you can also suggest they type their forum in Microsoft Word, copy and paste it into the forum afterwards. So as you're developing the prompt for the discussion, think about the qualities that students need to provide, whether they're going to specifically give their takeaway, their reflection, what they need to include in terms of the dialogue they're sharing, And also, if they should ask each other questions, this can be a really helpful way to get the discussion going. I have a little checklist that I'm going to share with you now that has six different elements, and it comes from a book I wrote called Teaching Music Appreciation Online, page 119, if you have a copy of that. And this forum prompt quality checklist is just to determine, does the forum prompt have the elements needed to help students know what to do and have the best chance at engaging well? The first question is, does your forum prompt include a specific active verb indicating the actions students will take developing their initial post in the discussion? And Some active verbs might be define, describe, identify, compare, contrast, explain, summarize, apply, predict, classify, analyze, evaluate, critique, create, and design. Second question. If guiding questions are included, are they written as open-ended questions that allow students to exercise critical thinking, to create, to explore, and otherwise apply their learning? For example, does the question you have given students use the words how or why and avoid closed-ended yes-no questions like did, do, where, or who? Closed-ended questions make it very difficult to have a discussion, and most students will copy each other. There are only a few responses possible. So open-ended questions are much more useful, like what, how, and why. Does the forum prompt specifically guide students to the content, concepts, topic, and other elements to be included in their initial post? Does the forum prompt state how many details or sources or what length is to be included in the student's initial post? Does the forum prompt appear appropriate for the level of the course that you're teaching? For example, if you're teaching a college-level course that's at a 100 level, does the prompt address general elements and then draw students into deeper thinking? And at the 400 college level, does it identify complex ideas and analyses and different types of application you would want at that level? And lastly, are clear posting instructions included, such as the due date for the initial post? the number of replies and the due date for those replies, and any other pertinent requirements. Think about these as you write forum prompts and examine the forum prompts that exist if you're teaching a standardized course. And as you're looking at the forum prompt, if you're teaching a course someone else has designed, it's very easy to change the wording slightly to make it even more effective. And if you're at a university where there's some collaboration or the chance to improve a course, You can also suggest those changes to the course designer or the faculty member who has initially organized that class. So open-ended questions can invite a lot more thought. The last point I'm going to share today is about how students should bring in their own ideas, their reflections, opinions, and experiences. Now there are a lot of subjects where we're working very hard to help students argue and analyze without opinion. In those subjects, I would suggest separating out the personal reflection, opinions, and experiences part to like a second half of the forum post. Like maybe you're going to have them analyze and argue a point and then come back and share their reflection about it or their opinion about it. The reason I'm really heavy on personal reflection, opinions, and experiences is that these are the ways students personalize their learning. And this is what helps them to actually make something New out of it for themselves. It creates connections in the brain, and pretty soon the student's going to care a lot about the subject or at least have opinions on it and be able to think about it later. So, those personal reflection elements are critical. In future podcast episodes, I will discuss ways to apply critical thinking, interpretation, problem-solving, persuasion, and analysis, debates, and different topics. So I hope you'll join me again in the future for additional thoughts about discussion forums online. Until then, I wish you all the best in starting your discussions, engaging with your students, and creating forum prompts that really work for you. Best wishes, teaching online this week. This is Dr. Bethany Hansen, your host for the Online Teaching Lounge podcast. To share comments and requests for future episodes, please visit bethanyhansen.com forward slash request. Best wishes this coming week in your online teaching journey. For more information about our university, visit us at studyatapu.com. APU.